Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, good afternoon, good whatever time of day it may be, folks. Welcome to another episode of Barely Adequate with Chris and Jay. I'm Chris. And I am Jay. How you doing, Chris? Doing pretty good. It's nice that we did two two episodes, then we're gone again. We didn't want to well, get people's hopes up too much yet. No, that is true. As everyone knows, uh, as our regular listeners know, rather, uh, we are not a regular show. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you might get us every week. You might get us every two weeks. You might get us once a month. Uh but I guarantee you, you will get your money's worth. Yes. 100% refund guarantee. Exactly. So, uh, Chris, uh, what are we covering this week? Uh, this week we're going to talk, since yeah, we had a, our, our pregnant pause of nine-month hiatus uh, between episodes, we've got a bit of stuff in the past to catch up on. As uh, Game of Thrones fans, we've got all of the last season to really talk about and everything else, as well as... Some other geek movie viewing that's going on. It's kind of timely that the uh, Blu-ray release of uh, Captain America Civil War just came out within the past week, so we can chat on that a bit. But um, I wanted to lead off the show with something I meant to talk about last week, but hey, <laughs> we didn't record last week. That one was on me. But uh, last week uh, marked my four-year anniversary of doing uh, DDP yoga. So... We had, yes, we had, uh, at one time we had actually a separate show where we talked our fitness stuff, uh, barely athletic, but we're lazy and Chris does 15 shows as it is. And one's a lot for me. So two is two is one too much actually. So Uh, here we are. But for, for folks who aren't familiar with, uh, DDP yoga, originally, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, retired wrestler who started out with the program uh, YRG, Yoga for Regular Guys, uh, because he had blown out uh, his back in wrestling. And doing some of his PT, he saw his wife, Kimberly, doing yoga. And he's like, I'm not going to do yoga. But then she came back from one of her workout, one of her yoga sessions, dripping sweat. And he's like, damn, what kind of workout you been doing, babe? And she's like, I was doing my yoga. So once he realized you can combine some of the, a little bit of the yoga, a little bit of the Pilates, some of the kickboxing, as well as some of those stretching moves from physical therapy that between him and Dr. Craig Aaron, a chiropractor, they helped create the foundations of what is now DDP yoga. Yeah, and, I tell people it's uh, the easiest way to explain it is a combination of yoga forms, calisthenics, uh, Isometric resistant exercises, and uh, yeah, you know, and that's about it, really. I mean, that, that covers the entire thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and people who don't know anything about yoga don't realize um, holding most yoga forms does take fitness. It's a really good way to burn calories, uh, mm-hmm. as well as uh, developing flexibility. And since they're adding calisthenics and isometric resistance exercises in as well, uh, you can actually build strength in certain areas as well. Uh, yeah. Too. Yeah, I know for myself. Uh, for new listeners don't know my background, I've been a nurse for, good God, 23 years now. And that type of work, and hunching oh, he's old. beds. Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> just all the work associated with that, that it takes a toll on your joints, takes a toll on your back and knees. Plus, at one point, I was up to 276 pounds. Um now, over the four years, I know it's been an up and down roller coaster, mostly my dietary choices, but by doing the workouts, I have the most flexibility I've had in well over a decade. And I'm, uh, what is it today? I weighed in at 233. 
Uh, my lowest has been down to 224 uh, back before Christmas, but then, like I said, it's been kind of a yo-yo with my diet, That, but that's all on me. But I still do the workouts because it doesn't matter what level of fitness you're at. Because uh, prime example, most a lot of people, because it's so many so viral, people have probably seen someone else share it to their Facebook page or elsewhere, but the Arthur Borman video, Arthur's Transformation through DDP Yoga. He is an extreme case of what you could do with DDP Yoga and the determination. You know, as all any other program will say, results may vary. So <laughs> you get out of it the work you put into it. Very but good. the main thing that drew me into it is it's as close as you can get to zero impact for a workout without getting into a pool, really. And yeah. for when you already have bad knees, bad hips, bad back. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go out and jog. Yeah, you get about five minutes in, if that, and you're already feeling the impact on your joints from all that extra weight you're carrying. So this yeah, is something you can you can start out as, uh, like when I started DDP four years ago, I was taking a knee in the lunging position. I would be doing the, there's a twisting lunge to where you have essentially a lunge position, but you would take, say, your left foot is forward, you put your right hand down, and you try to twist open from that position. When I first did that, I had my you know left foot forward, right knee on the ground, right hand on the ground, and I could rotate to where my left hand was pointing at maybe two o'clock. Now I can do a deep lunge to where I've got like a almost a four foot spread between my feet, and uh, not quite at twelve o'clock with my left, say about twelve thirty. But it's just that, that progression of keep working at it, keep pushing it, and you know, you never know your limits until you push yourself through them. Very true. I've, uh, I've had similar results, except for more awesome, because I'm you know, more awesome of a guy than he is. Um, <laughs> plus, you're a freaking skinny beanpole. Hey, well, yeah, well, that, that I, that's neither here nor there, but, uh, I'm sure no, I've had some pretty good, fat dude. <laughs> I, I have had some pretty good results with it. Uh, and it was also, I used it as a base to, uh, uh, advance into weightlifting as well. Uh, mm-hmm. and there's no way I could have possibly done that if I hadn't done the year and a half of, uh, almost two years of, uh, DDP yoga before I transitioned to doing both the yoga and weightlifting. Cause I was in, I was the, a prime example of skinny fat. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I weigh almost exactly what I weigh right now, but with substantially more fat and less muscle. Uh, I actually, I'm, I weigh around 195 right now. Uh, using just the yoga, I uh, went crazy with it, did it for an hour a day, seven days a week, uh, burning a shitload of calories and got down to like 169. Uh, at 6'7", that's a little less, too little. Little and then, then I added weightlifting and now I'm back uh, to, you know, to supplement it and cut back on the yoga just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> So uh, now I only do that three days a week and uh, weightlifting three days a week uh, and body weight exercises one day a week. But the point being, uh, uh, now I'm up to 195. I'm, I'm lifting weights and advancing, and there's no possible way I could have just jumped into lifting weights. I would hurt myself. Yeah. Or, 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 more, or more likely just quit after a session or two because it was too hard. Right. Because there's no because even even with as light of weights as you can start with, there. Uh, uh, there's not enough, there wasn't enough progression. I was too out of shape. You know, that's like, mm-hmm. and that's why it's a great system for a lot of people because some, a lot of people are so out of shape that they can't even do basic exercise to start. And exactly. I was pretty much in that category. Yeah. And for me, that's been the thing of, I'm well, I, and I always was, I was one of those people I'd do like three weeks of a program and then start to taper off and bail on it. So for me to have been doing this for four years now is an incredible milestone in and of itself. And if you want to, Read a little bit more. I mean, since we try to keep our time a little focused on the episode, and trust me, I can talk DDP yoga for a long time. Um, you can check out my blog, making it through the middle over on blogger.com. And uh, actually, one of my blog posts that has the most hits is um, a year of DDP yoga, or also known as how I owned my life. Um, and that kind of tells you how I got got into it. But the, the other reasons that I stay with it is. It's it's a realistic workout routine. It's something you can stay with. It's not something that's pushing. It's not like CrossFit or something that pushes you to the point of failure. It's doing what you can to the best of your ability. Pain is pain. If it hurts, don't do that. And the community 
that there is around uh, DDP Yoga, as well as as Paige himself, that uh, I've chatted with him on Twitter and through Facebook. He is he stands 100% behind his product. He does the live workouts usually at least a couple times a month through the DDP Yoga Now app uh, that's available, as well as the DVD workouts. And he is. He's just hands-on. He's super supportive, and as well as the rest of the community of people through Facebook and the TeamDDPYoga.com uh, webpage. That is an an anomaly on the internet because it is the only chat group forum page I've ever been on out of anything in the last 20 years where everybody is supportive. Everybody is there to help each other. If you have a problem, be it dietary or with a workout or whatever, there's, you know, total random strangers like, hey, good job, or hey, did you try this? This worked for me. I have this problem. And everyone shares their stories and shares the support. And... So yeah, if you're, if you're looking for something for that workout, you know, don't, don't wait for New Year's resolutions, you know, own today what you can. So I, hi, I highly, highly recommend DDP Yoga to anybody. Yeah. But in addition All to right that, then. like you said, you do your, your, your lifting for your, your exercise as well. The other thing I do in addition to it to get a little more cardio workout, cause you do get cardio with this, with the, the dynamic tension, the, the, Dynamic resistance of engaging all your muscle groups and jacking up your heart rate. Well, that's what it basically is: is a cardio. It's a there's only two types of workouts: strength workouts and cardio workouts. It's a right. cardio workout. Well, yeah, but the stretching yeah, too. A lot of people yeah, just think yoga is just stretching and oh, have that well, misconception yeah. you're not going to jack up your heart rate. But oh fuck, you'll burn 800 calories in an hour if you're doing it right. Yeah, well, it depends on your body type. But um, the other thing I do is uh, kind of walking, working into jogging uh, through uh, app called uh, Zombies Run. I recommend that one to anyone who's a horror fan and geek because it's a great story-driven uh, app that each walking, jogging session is a chapter of story that you go through. So it's been another one of those things of motivating me to get out and do it because I want to hear the next next chapter. And uh, it's fun. I'm doing the virtual race for that in a month. I'll be doing a virtual 5K. So after we get done recording here, I'm going out and do some interval training to hopefully beat my 5K time from the spring virtual race. Mm. Yeah, not me. I don't run. My feet are too bad. I lifted up heavy objects and I put them back down today, though. I was yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, All right, man. Which yes. one do you want to do first? Um, oh, let's do Civil War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, we're speaking of Captain America Civil War. Um, yes. what can you say about it? Bad. Let's, let's, let's try, let's, let's try to reverse engineer this. Uh, can oh, you say anything note. bad about it? Um, well, let me put a side note here. Um, did you see Batman versus Superman? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> did you pick up on how very similar the Bruce Wayne meeting the flash scene was to Tony Stark meeting Peter Parker? Uh, no. It, it was uh, a bit of I, that whole geek feel of like, you know, oh, okay. well, I want well, you to enjoy this. I want you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, okay. No, I, well, you said you said something different. You said Batman versus Superman. So when you said Bruce Wayne needing the Flash, I was p- picturing the time scene. Uh, you're talking oh. about the. You're talking about oh, the Justice right, League trailer. trailer. My yeah. bad. My bad. Yeah, you're bad. God damn it! Don't confuse Jay. It's yeah, too I easy own to it. Do. I own it. <laughs> I did see Suicide uh, Squad last week too. So yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I'm gonna wait until it's on Blu-ray and I'll buy it. Is actually better. It's been the best of the DC movies so far. I'll say that much. Well, which is not saying much, but hey, that's a good sign. At least yeah, that bar, right that bar is low, and they stepped right over it. Right. <laughs> but anyways, can you say anything bad about Silver War? Anything? Um, oh, let me think. Uh, you think? I'll think. Yeah. Granted, I haven't got to watch my Blu-ray copy yet to refresh my memory on those parts. Um. Maybe a little too much talky stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There was a lot of action, though. You know. Yeah, there's a fair amount of exposition, but um, I don't know. The only the only bad thing I can say about Civil War is they took the name Civil War from one of the greatest crossover stories in Marvel Comics in the last decade, but they didn't quite go with the the idea of the comic for the movie. That's really, if you want to get nitpicky and yeah, I'm being nitpicky trying to find something wrong. 
So. <laughs> oh yeah, you mean you know in what in what uh, reference are you uh, making for that? Well, you mean, the, like just the fact that they don't have as many heroes as they did. No, uh, the with, fact that it's that it was started over different reasons. Uh, it was it was started over different reasons. Well, kind of similar reasons. They did. I mean, the comics. It was you had the new warriors uh, blew up a school bus full of kids trying to get a supervillain. Uh, unintentionally, but that led to the government wanting to register all superheroes. But at the same time, by registering them, it was making their their private identities public. And that's why Captain America was against it, because that was also going to put their families and others at risk, which did play out in the comics that once Peter Parker did register and got the sweet Iron Spider suit from Tony Stark, that uh, villains went after Aunt May again. So that's kind of where the difference is in that, that the, at least with this, they pushed for the heroes to be registered with the government, but not so much releasing their pub, their private identities out to the world. And right. 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 Yeah. Uh, and no, if, if anything, it's the only part that, uh, I can complain about at all is the entire premises is gets ridiculous after you reach a certain level. Um, and that's good. And it's not the movie's fault at all. It's the basic premise behind the government regulating superheroes past a certain level. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, in the movie, only the the two people least likely to be able to be controlled uh, aren't in the movie. I, I, that was a good good yes. uh, call because <laughs> you know the idea of trying to regulate Thor or the Hulk is ridiculous because the government can't do a goddamn thing to them. You know, anything that they got going on would be completely voluntary. Uh, yeah. In the movie, well, Tony Stark, realistically, yeah. Uh, there's what what could the government really do if he wanted to be a bad guy? Right. I mean, I mean, their entire technology is like level is so many levels behind his. Uh, realistically speaking, if Tony Stark wanted to take over the United States, he probably could. Which kind of gets into its own geek level of uh, oh, good lord, this is back in the eighties of. Uh, the Marvel comics for Iron Man that you had the uh, Iron Wars or Armor Wars. Oh that, yeah, when he went when he went after his the technology that people yep. had stolen from him. Yeah, yeah, I love that series. Yeah, that was that I remember reading that when I was a kid. That was awesome, and that that, that illustrated it pretty good. They mm-hmm. pretty much couldn't really stop him. You know? No, they, all they could do is get mad about it and say, "Hey, you're not supposed to be breaking the law. You're you're one of the good guys." He's like, "Yeah, I'm one of the good guys, but I'm still gonna fucking take my shit back, yeah. and but you're gonna you- do about it exactly fucking nothing." <laughs> Did you see that uh, that uh, video they made of uh, uh, what Thor was doing during Civil War? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with some guy in Australia or something that. like that. And then with uh, when he's having lunch with Bruce Banner and Bruce keep, looks at his phone, Tony Stark just you know denies denies the calls. <laughs> so, so that's why Bruce Banner wasn't there. That's why the Hulk wasn't in Civil War. He wasn't taking Tony's calls. <laughs> okay, so which, which was the better scene for you? This is probably an easy. Uh answer uh the airport scene or the uh final fight scene at the airport yeah just too much so much to it even though the choreography in the uh, final fight scene was actually probably better yeah yeah the 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 whole final fight that was just it was brutal and it was also at the very end of the fight that was one of those nods for me that uh as a comic fan loved that with uh Tony's faceplate, the Iron Man faceplate, you know, half destroyed, laying there on the, on the ground. That was straight from one of the covers from Civil War. Yep. Um, and God, speaking of uh, Tony Stark, uh, are you still there? Did yeah. I lose you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of Tony Stark, uh, freaking, you know, I swear, uh, uh, Morgan Downey Jr. Uh, should be uh, get a fucking Oscar for Robert his, Downey his, Jr. Robert <laughs> He's not a chain smoker who yells at people on a TV set. <laughs> wow, yeah, you're right. But anyways, he should get a uh, Oscar for his performance at the reveal that uh, Winter Soldier killed his mom and dad. Yes. Obviously, yeah, that was that was really good. I was, you know, I, I really bought into that moment. You know, and then when he when he ends up uh, backhanding uh, Cap mm-hmm. and starting the fight, yeah, that that was good. Yeah, he's he's always been. I still feel through his the ups and downs of his careers, Robert Downey Jr. has always shown that that glimmer of brilliance at times in roles, and sometimes it's been really, really good, and other times it's been a little manic. But 
it's it's almost like Tony Stark's is close to him. He's played in a role. You almost feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he uh, tends watching interviews with him. That tends to be a lot of his mannerisms and the way he speaks, anyways. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's just playing you know his normal self on coke or just his normal self for about twenty years. In the words of Rick James, <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug. It, it certainly is. Not, and it's not all bad, obviously. So, some <laughs> actors have put in some awesome performances on that shit. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, obviously, Spider-Man was awesome. There's no, you know, I I think that was great casting and great great acting. And yeah. I want to I wanted to do dirty dirty things, Aunt May. That's that's if you want to have if you want to have a criticism of that movie, it's like, hey, Aunt May is always supposed to be a really old, wizened, like uh-huh. ninety pound, eighty year old lady. Don't don't make me want to lust after Aunt May. That that doesn't feel right. I feel yeah. I feel I feel dirty. Normally I normally lusting after Marissa Tomei would be a totally healthy th- thing for any. Uh, mature male to do, but don't put that Aunt May thing in my head. That kind of ruined it for me. Well, it's been the progressive in- increasing uh, hotness of Aunt May from the I forget the actress who played Aunt May in the very first movie, so one with uh, Tobey Maguire. But then you had with the Andrew Garfield ones, you had Sally Fields. Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. And now you've gone to Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, who's Who's going to be the next Aunt May? Come on, that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, uh, next thing you know, it's going to be uh, Alyssa Knightley. Milano. <laughs> sure, I, no, well, no, you have to. You'd have to go younger because Alyssa, Alyssa's about the same age as uh, Marissa. No, Alyssa Milano's forty-three. I bet you uh, Marissa Tomei's in her fifties at least. Uh, they're close. Uh, I bet you. I bet you Marissa Tomei's at least ten years older than. Uh, uh, <laughs> Those names are too ages close Milano. to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that was a poor choice for me, actually. <laughs> for his name, no, it was a good choice for a person. Poor choice for a name. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing well with names today. Okay, uh, let's up, see. Oh uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, in addition, uh, Ant Man was the bomb. That was like that was a great addition as well. Uh, I like I really liked how they pulled him for his like. You can't call it a cameo because he was on screen for a good ten or fifteen minutes, but. Uh, for his minor role, and uh, come on, man, look that shit up, man. I am looking. I don't do. I don't do well on my own. I mean, hurry up. Vamp it, vamp it. You can do it. Okay, she is eight years older. Marissa Tomei is fifty-one. Okay, so I was not quite right. Buzz close. I thought about ten. She's I think she's only five-five. Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, that entire crew that she was hanging with is all short. Alyssa Milano is only five-two. Oh my! <laughs> wow, I didn't know she was that short. Yeah, that is pretty short. That's uh, was it anything under five feet? The dwarf. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm tall. Everyone looks short to me. I, I, yeah. How's the air up there? Yeah. People are like, are you afraid of midgets? I'm like, I'd be scared of everybody, man. <laughs> yeah. I had I actually had a buddy that was scared of midgets. He was a really big guy. He, he was like 6'3", uh, 6'4". I told you about him before. He was a uh, semi-professional bodybuilder, as in he didn't do competitions. But he worked out for right. a professional bodybuilder style. And when he was 20, he was like, weighed like 280. He looked like fucking a ginger version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was fucking giant. <laughs> sure and, he was ter- and he was terrified of midgets. Like, not, not even joking, just like crossed the street to avoid passing the neck across one uh, scared of midgets. And that always just struck me as very, very amusing because, you know, if it, if it takes two midgets to beat up a regular guy, it'd take at least four or five midgets to beat up him. So, you know, and midgets don't travel in packs normally. You never see packs of midgets just roaming around together unless it's some sort of sideshow act. And then they're festive and juggling, so you don't have to fear those. Uh, so it really was not a realistic fear. Yeah, that's, that's an odd one for me. <laughs> but anyways, but that has nothing to do with... Captain America Civil War. Uh, in addition, I thought the guy uh, playing Bucky did a good job. I was way more yes. interested in that character than I thought I would be. I'm like, yay, some guy with a metal arm that's been training a lot. He's, you know, he's going to get his ass kicked first time he runs across a real supervillain you know, or hero, depending on which mode he kills, which mode he happens to be in. Um, but you know, but they made it believable that he was kicking ass. Oh, yeah. So, Sebastian Stan has been good in the Bucky and Winter Soldier part all the way through through that he's been on right and fucking black panther that's really unfair by the way <laughs> yeah 
I'm like, Black Panther is an unfair character. Given enough time, he could kick every single one of their asses, basically. Yes, he could. I mean, until unless he got unless they just tired him out, that's what you'd have to do, you know, or immobilize him in some way because he doesn't seem to have any kind of real super strength. Uh, but he's invulnerable, and he can basically cut through pretty much anything with those stupid ass little claws he's got. Fucking a, dude. You know, vibranium's like vibranium's like the second strongest uh, uh, fucking element in the world. Well, after, uh, uh, it's it is the strongest in the Marvel movie universe. <laughs> Right, because right. they don't Horrible. own, they can't use adamantium. Yeah, this is true. So I'm saying he's wearing an entire suit of Captain Shield. How the fuck do you hurt him? You can't. You just can't do it. He can, he's unhurtable. And you know, don't tell me blunt trauma because you, know, as we all know, vibranium absorbs uh, uh, fucking uh, impact. You know, because yeah. it absorbs sound. But, you know? Yeah, it absorbs all energy from impacts. But dang, it can still make a shield bounce and reflect real well off walls. Hey, as Spider-Man says, I think, totally does not obey the laws of physics. <laughs> yes, the Peter Parker in this was, was awesome. I yeah, will didn't... say that. He, he just, his fanboy moments with everybody else and, yeah. and all that. It was, it was honest. It, I love they, it. Uh, they, and they made, I liked, uh, their use of his Spidey sense. They didn't make it too overpowering, mm-hmm. but, but the, uh, they, but they all showed him using it, you know, like the, oh shit, when they went so when he, uh, had uh, that thing thrown at him from behind. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I think it was a sign or something like that. Uh, yeah, but not so overpowering because he you know, he got hit all the time. You know, and you've seen some versions of Spider-Man where basically his spider sense is so strong that he's unhittable. Yeah, yeah. Which, depending on the situation, is the way you have to have it. Otherwise, he's going to get splattered because he doesn't have any real special resistances to damage. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if Iron Man hit him once as hard as he could, he'd be dead. Uh. Actually, that is something I have a problem with with the movie. I will, I don't like how, and others have commented on this as well. Marvel, I don't like how Marvel has been treating their villains. You've had pretty much every villain so far, except for Loki, has been a throwaway character to some extent. Uh. Ultron, Ultron, big bad, big bad throughout the Marvel universe. Toasted him in one film. You had Baron Strucker, who is head of Hydra, big big bad Nazi. You don't even get to see him killed on screen. <laughs> and this then, and now with uh, who essentially it's, it should be Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo is a big badass Captain America nemesis, who just turns out it's a master manipulator dude who is from, uh, oh, what's the name of the country that they made go? Airborne crash down in uh, uh, Ultron movie. I don't remember. That wasn't a yeah. good enough movie to make me remember the name of. Sokovia. Sokovia, yeah. Yeah, because this is the Sokovia Accord is what's right. leading to the registration in Silver. Right, right. Yeah, but the, but at least they banked him off into a uh, prison, so you know you could develop that whatever way you want to at some point if you want to do another movie with him. Yeah, he's nice and safe uh, in storage. Okay. Anything else? You got anything else on the Civil War? No, I just um, I'm looking forward to watching it again. All right. And next up would be Game of Thrones. Ha ha! Game of Thrones. Blood and booze. Titties and dragons. Titties and dragons. Let us let us speak now of Game of Thrones, (laughs) of boobies we've seen and blood that was spilled. Oh, it was our first full season without books to back it, back the storyline. And I loved every minute of it. It was they can't, good see. they can't get it wrong if there's no, if there's, you know, because I, I got really tired of people complaining, oh, that's not the way it was in the books. Oh, fuck, you know, the book, you know, they fucked that up. Well, now I don't have to listen to those people anymore because they can't fuck up the book because there's no book, assholes. Actually, there's still a lot of book stuff they haven't done yet. Yeah, yeah but fuck it. They can, they, they can either do it or not do it. It's their choice. You, they, people say, oh, they, oh, they didn't do it. So, well, it's done. It's over. Stop bitching about it. It's all new territory. If they decide to throw some book stuff in later on, well, then good for them. They just, That's what they decide to put in. But if they don't put it in, well, then fuck you guys for complaining. It's not the book. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm like, dude, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's getting worse every season. Every season, oh, it's not as good as it used to be. And, you know, 
the only bad part about being off the book is now people are saying, oh, the show writers are fucking this shit up. Oh, you know, that's not how it would really be. So now they're saying, you know, that they're, what, what they're writing is wrong because it wasn't uh, Mr. B- Bad Boy Martin uh, writing it instead. Oh, uh, I will say there were moments when it got a little rough. Um, just with the way the story was going at times. But all in all, it was a very good season. I mean, no season's going to be perfect. But. Well, I loved it. I thought, I thought it was great. Uh, if, if I had to point out a shortcoming, I thought a lot of the uh, uh, Tywin uh, s- uh, conversations were subpar of the season. Tyrion. It, seem, it seems like they... Uh, Tyrion, thank you. It seems like they didn't really... Uh, I realize it seems like they were just giving him time to speak because he's a popular character. Most of his... A lot of his conversations didn't really seem to matter. Like the, the, the joke scene uh, with... Uh, yeah. The former slaves, Grey Worm and uh, yeah. Cassandra. Yeah, that's that strikes me as a prime Asandi, example of that sorry. sort of thing. Yeah, where I didn't to me, that just took a valuable time where they could have been doing something more interesting. Yeah, yeah they're like, well, oh, it's character development. I'm like, these characters are pretty developed. <laughs> I don't think we needed that. I already knew that fucking slave dude didn't have a sense of humor. Uh, that smart, pretty black chick was smart. Uh, and that you know, and that Tyrion had stupid jokes. That's <laughs> that's that, you did not you know expose anything new in any of their characters for me. That could have been done. You know, show me a dragon provide for that that entire time. You don't even have to have the dragon do anything. Just have it fly around. You know, that's fine. Yeah, Maybe they had to save tall. the CGI budget. Oh God damn it! Just do it twice. I don't care. <laughs> But no, but overall, it was a really good season. Uh, I I liked how they started it. I really liked how they ended it. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, and I can't believe we're gonna have to wait so long to find out what happens next. God damn, those fucking people! They need to work faster. And I was really, really unhappy to find out that uh, there's only seven episodes next season. Yeah, and then there's only six episodes in the season after that that ends it all. They're like, and and the, the show creators are like, well, you know, any everything has to end sometime. I'm like, fuck you. The Simpsons are still on. Hell, the book series is still coming out. <laughs> Everything has to end sometime. Well, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. You know, there's news on every day. Yeah, you know, I don't turn on the news in in the morning and have them go. Well, you know, everything's got to end sometime. No more news. Fuck, dude. If people still want to see it, they are willing to pay for it. Fucking make more. Well, the uh, what's your what are your, some of your favorite moments? Let's go top top five favorite moments out of the season. Not, oh. not any ranking, just pick some. Uh, oh, top of my head. Shot for top off the top of my head for a shocker is when uh uh Melisandre took her necklace off. Oh they're like, Oh that's yeah, that's that's, that's not a good. Bait switch. <laughs> yeah. But you Okay, new rule, you have to keep that on. <laughs> you want this relationship to develop, pretty redheaded lady. You we, yeah, that stays on. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was surprising. I mean, uh, uh, I knew that she was supposed to be older than she looked, but damn. Mm-hmm. Um, but so uh, found obviously. Oh, you you dropped out there for a second. Oh, the, oh, I, yeah, oh, hip hop, hip hop, skipping a jump. And I say he's messing with us again. Are you there, Jay? No. There. Don't be that guy, Chris. Don't be which guy? Don't be the guy that drops out of Skype and ruins our entire show. Wouldn't Ladies he? and gentlemen, I guarantee you it was his uh, internet connection. Uh-huh. He lives out in the fucking boonies, man. Basically, his internet connection is a series of pigeons carrying ones and zeros back and forth between his computer and fucking the internet. Yeah, you're, you got ghetto internet. Yeah, I got ghetto internet. My ghetto internet is fabulous, okay? But anyways, uh, back to Game of Thrones. Uh, my number one moment was probably uh, the reveal that the Hound was still alive. Yes. That was fucking... I mean, I was kind of spoiled. I kind of saw it coming because uh, in the books, they Hinted. all said that all yeah. said that she's back. So uh, it didn't surprise me, but it still made me very happy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean... It was a good return in many ways, uh, it, uh, especially with him killing all the people that killed uh, his friends. Uh, yes, because you know this, he's his scenes are are some of the best in the show because he makes killing fun. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that's that's the best way to put it. You know, you, you know, whenever he kills somebody, it's going to be an awesome scene. It was funny though after watching getting through that season, and then like a month or so later, I watched uh, Hot Fuzz again for first time in a long time, and see the the same actor in that. Yorp. <laughs> oh, he's in that. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to go watch that now. He's yeah, the big guy. Movie. He's the big guy who's a little on the slow side. Yarp. Yarp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was your next scene? Um. Oh God! Most tragic origin story ever. Hold the door. Hold the door. Oh, Hold Jesus the door. Christ. Oh. Yeah. I was like, really? I was like, God damn, dude. <laughs> but now, uh, yeah, that yet. Yeah. The worst part still that we're probably still going to see an un- undead Hodor. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, scary. Yeah, that was an interesting scene. Uh, parts of it worked for me and parts of it didn't. Uh, but that's true of a lot of the scenes. I didn't, I didn't believe that they were would able be able to get away that far in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it seemed very much so like there's enough people, enough of those things in that room when they first boiled in that they were fucking done. You know, yeah. as if they would have done anything except for attack them one at a time in a row. Uh, that would have been a very short epi- uh, scene, basically. But also uh, that, that everything that led up to that just shows how many times Bran fucks things up for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And the name of this show is Bran fucks things up. Was that like the third or fourth time he's fucked things up for everybody? Yeah. No, let's go climb in a tower that I was told not to. Oh, wait, I see people having incest and someone shows me off a balcony. <laughs> Can you imagine how much better life would have been for everybody if he would have died when he got shoved out of that tower. Basically, when it comes right down to it, Mr. Golden Hand uh, Lannister is a fucking hero. He was trying to do the right thing. His only crime was he wasn't successful. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, okay, so yeah. Uh, Whose turn? Uh, let's I, see, I, did, I did hold the door. So it's your Oh, turn. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Goodness gracious, green balls of fire. Oh God, yeah, that was a yeah, that was a big one, yeah. Man, although you know, I was unhappy to see certain characters go, and very happy to see other characters go. I never thought anyone could make me root for fucking Cersei Lannister, but fucking you know, uh, that priest dude did it. Uh, I could, you know, I was like, you guys are ruining things for everyone. <laughs> and they got theirs, but now she's in charge, and now I'm kind of regretting rooting for her because I know things aren't going to go good for anybody. Yeah. Right. Brought a whole new meaning to King's Landing, too. Woo, hey! <laughs> That's right, we'll be here all week. Try the veal. <laughs> like, yeah. There's so many memes created off of that. I mean, especially at the same time of with Deadpool. That you gotta look, look, he's going for the superhero landing. He's going for the superhero landing. That's really bad on your knees. <laughs> like, whoa, he took a header. I was like, wait, wait, what? No, damn! <laughs> The only thing that could have made it that seemed better is if Sir Pounce were left after him. No, I've got you, wait! <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that that was also a very good one. Let's see what else was uh, good. The uh, I liked uh, seeing the uh, uh, the Greyjoys meet the Queen. That was neat. Yes, <laughs> Daenerys and uh, 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 what's her name in the show now? I don't know. Uh, surprisingly nice ass. I think that was the name. That was the name I came up with right after the last yeah. episode. <laughs> like, hey, I had not noticed that before. When they're getting ready to head out on the boats, I'm going to go over there and fuck the tits off that one. <laughs> <laughs> she is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, she's fun. Oh, let's see. What else was good? What do you got? Next oh, one. the well, another thing for memes or things going viral. There is a video on YouTube of 10 hours straight of uh, Jon Snow <laughs> the shit out of Bolton. Oh, see, so many good scenes. I totally forgot about that entire part. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was uh, that was awesome. You know, uh, finally even, seeing uh, that. The, uh, I'm spacing on her name for the actress who plays Sansa. She had so many moments of little bits of brilliance. The subtlety in her acting when she has that final face-off with Ramsay before the dog's eating. Because yeah, she has, that, that, she has that moment to where she's, as the dogs are getting up in his face, you see her start to step back like I'm, like she's just gonna walk away, but then it's like, no, 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 I'm gonna save her this moment. And then yeah. just that that brief subtlety too when she's walking away is, you know, here you hear his wet screams from those dogs tearing him apart. As she's walking away, just before she goes out of frame of the shot, you see that little bit of a smile curl up on her on her face. 
Yeah, yeah, it was freaking awesome from start to finish. Uh, the fight scene was amazing. Uh, the entire charging, you know, the two armies meeting. That was uh, the best, most accurate portrayal of medieval combat ever. Well, minus the giant, obviously. Oh, yeah, 1-1. One, one. Which, which, which was one of my minor gripes about the entire season was he was so ill-used. Why didn't he have a weapon of some sort, any sort? If he would have had weapon. a he had a, <laughs> we have a Hulk. Yeah, all he all he needed was a big tree, and that would have been it. Fucking, that would have changed the course of that battle dramatically. They wouldn't encircle them and 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 freaking you know uh, trapped them in like that. He would have fucking batted three or four of them aside, shield and all, and that that would have been that. Once one swing, one swing would have changed the entire course of that battle. They could not entrap him like that if he had any kind of real weapon, because yeah. he because he's already proven that he can you know hitting one of his fists and he could pick one up and throw it thirty or forty or fifty uh, yards. You know? Uh, so he could definitely swing a big fucking stick and knock three or four of them down, and that's all it really takes. Yeah, but when Leroy Jenkins, I mean Jon Snow, just went bolting in there, he didn't really have time to pick up a weapon. They didn't think he'd need one beforehand? <laughs> They're not going to get milk. They were going to fucking make war. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, man, that, yeah, okay, I realized that they had to make it a fight, you know. Uh, which is basically what it was. But on the other hand, if I was on the other side, every single archer would have been told, shoot that fucking giant first. Now, it's, they proved later on that arrows do work. I mean, you know, it takes a lot of them, but goddamn, dude, you think that'd be a, a major target. Speaking, speaking of archers, goddamn Rickon. Serpentine, <laughs> motherfucker, serpentine. <laughs> Zigzag, bitch. Just if, you don't, if you don't know what serpentine means. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I do. Fuck. I do admit. I made. I made a meme uh, from earlier in the season when John was gathering the army with the wildings and with with one uh, one that one uh, one stands up and you know just says snow. That uh, I did get a screen cap of that and uh, did it Guardians of the Galaxy style because <laughs> he's the first one to stand up. So now we're all standing. <laughs> Aren't you jackasses in a circle? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. I mean, there's so many good things about that season. Fucking yeah. every every single episode had at least something. Some of them, oh. obviously, some of them were better than others. Uh, well, then Arya. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. You Try the pies. <laughs> Try yeah. the pies, Walter. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, she turned into cold blooded assassin at the last second, huh? The last second. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they, I mean, it, she see they they showed her as fairly inept and failing through almost the entire last two seasons that she's been with the uh or was it one season however long she's been with the assassin people it's, they didn't show her progressing a whole bunch really uh, well, just when it, she it, was just, blind she kept one upping that girl i mean that was like the at the very end and you know and then they didn't show her using it anymore than that i'm like well okay but i mean i i wasn't really impressed with the training of her now it's uh, i would from what i've seen i assume that she would not be some sort of uh unstoppable killing machine now that was they would be able to infiltrate into a castle and kill two or th- at least obviously two or three full grown men uh and then you know and then and then uh, sneak into the uh, you know do it, it it seemed to me improbable I'm rooting for it. I'm like, I don't have any issues with it. I like the improbable. That's why I like fantasy. It's more fun than realistic stuff. But to me, I, I don't know. They, they, they didn't. They, she didn't display enough skills beforehand uh, up to this point to justify what she just did. I disagree. Okay, that's fine. I understand. Uh, she I, needs I, a montage. Yeah, she did, she needed a thank you. She needed a fucking montage. Where is she? Where is she? Like in the winter, fucking you know, carrying logs over her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's see, what else? I think that's about it. I thought, well, I'm, I'm sure we're missing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, anything from uh, all, every single with Bronn and it being still gold from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, we'll say, too, with uh, Cer- Cersei overplayed her hand. That's where she screwed herself and uh, essentially got herself out of the uh, trial by combat getting the trial by combat banned because she used Franken Mountain too soon. Yeah, yeah, she should have had that hiding in the wings. Yeah. But then but on the other hand she'd also be in jail again sooner, you know. Yeah. But yeah, she did she did flaunt him way before they reached a point where they uh tried to arrest her. Yeah, you, you would have actually thought they wouldn't have bothered, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, when they sent the people to bring her back to the uh uh chapel and she wouldn't go and Franken Mountain killed that one guy. 
uh, you think that wouldn't happen. That, you know, yeah. You're like, no, well, no, we're not going to do that. You know, she's basically not coming back. Well, now you got, I mean, we're left off with all the ships sailing back to Westeros. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you brought that up, because uh, something bad's going to happen to that. That's too overpowering, That's too much. that is too much of an army to make anything other than the White Walkers any challenge. So Season seven is either one of two things, them quickly taking over and then fighting the White Walkers, or something bad happening to that army to make it more of a fight with the... Uh, Westeros, yeah, with yeah. the entire West. Yeah, um, because it's it's if you looked, it's one of those things I had to go back and watch too after someone pointed out. But if you look at the ships that are sailing and all the different sails that you have, Targaryen banners, you have Highgarden banners, and you have uh, uh, Dorn banners. So you have all the, the you have the armies of Highgarden, you have the armies of the Dorn. The only army to ever successfully stand up to the Targaryen. Until uh, Robert's revolt, uh-huh. and yeah, united, they they essentially they'll own all the south of Westeros and just move move north. And the whole the whole name of the the book series is a, a song of ice and fire. So you're going to have ice and fire face each other, and also you well, have John and Daenerys should probably hook up. Right, but so but that's what I'm saying. Unless something happens to that army, it won't be a fight. Yeah, it will. She'll, she'll quickly take over. Well, yeah, for for Westeros, but that's what I mean. It's going to be the fight between the the White Walkers. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I, I said yeah. it was one of two things. It's either that's what's going to happen. She's going to quickly take over, roll over any opposition she has to uh, taking over the throne, and then fight the White Walkers, or something bad's going to happen to her army to even up the odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and the popular theory I heard about that was that uh, what's the guy's name? Theron, the uh, Greyjoy uncle. Uh, yeah. Was somehow going to acquire that horn in the book uh, that can control dragons and use it to take over one of her dragons and burn a significant part of that navy before it ever hits the uh, um, west, hmm. ever hit ever hits shore in the west. Interesting. Yeah, because you know, then and you could use that to remove whatever amount of uh, freaking uh, her army that you did, did deem fit as far as to make it more of an interesting fight against the uh, west armies. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well. Is, uh, we <laughs> the show finally confirmed the fan theory that's been out there for forever that R plus R plus L equals J. Oh yeah, God, see yet more, man. That, that, there was a lot to this season, man. There yes, really was. was. Yeah, so yeah, the the, the worst kept uh, theory. I, I guess it is a good a secret because he never confirmed it. But man, yeah, you know, that people figured that out pretty fucking early, didn't they? Well, they going back and rereading the books because I'm I'm about due for another reread of the books. That there's all the little subtle nods enough that yeah, if you pay attention and can connect it all together, you can you can see where the story's going. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, so yeah, it is. But it's, uh, really, it's it's foreshadowing. It's it's yeah. the subplot. It's the thing I'm waiting for, um, book wise. That was the difference between the. I'm, st- I'm still waiting to see if it'll play out in the show because. Where we've gotten so far in the books, the very end of uh, the fifth book, a dance, a dance of dragons, was uh, with Varys killing uh, uh, Kevin Lannister. Oh yeah. Saying the Targaryens send their regards. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, look at the time, man. Yeah, the eunuchs have the magical traveling powers. <laughs> we didn't talk about that too. Oh yeah. They didn't. They didn't show the best passage of time. No, show no. that you go from one scene and then two scenes later, all of a sudden it's like, wow, he's crossed the ocean twice. <laughs> That's a very narrow sea, really. I mean, eunuchs are magical creatures. They are, but for other reasons. Yeah. Uh, anyways, man, we need to wrap it up. Look at the time. It's, I know. Uh, uh, we'll have, we might, we, yeah, we might even have more Game of Thrones next week. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, we'll probably not. We'll probably get bored with it. And move on to something else. Well, one, oh, thing, one thing you do need to mention, though, if you have. What? Brief mentioning of MMA because there's some big shit going down Friday, the 23rd. Oh yeah, is that, is that a Friday? It is a Friday. It's Friday. Yes, yeah, it is. Friday. That's right. Because our good friend, uh, well, pretty good friend, uh, well, internet friend, our internet friend, uh, <laughs> Roxanne Matafari, uh, is fighting for the 125 pound Invictia Fight Championship belt, uh, which is fucking awesome. She is one of the most cool, positive friendly 
whatever the happy warrior. Awesome, yeah, the happy warrior indeed. Whatever good thing you can think to say about her, it's probably true. She's a hell of a geek too. She cosplays for her hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's done a whole bunch of different ones. Uh, uh, both the female characters, well, two out of three of the female characters from uh, Mortal Kombat. I don't think she's done Sonya. Uh, she's she's done Naruto. Uh, she's done uh, Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah, she, Jedi. She's done when is Princess Leia. Uh, she's fucking, she's awesome. She's a really cool person. Yes. And we're actually going to be uh, sponsoring her for this fight. Uh, you'll be able to spot our logo on her fight trunks, as well as the Passive J uh, affiliation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, she's uh, we're, we're happy to support her, and we should, hopefully oh, she'll yeah. win the belt. She definitely uh, deserves it. She's worked really hard. And yes, won, she uh, has. A really cool comeback story, because at one point she lost five in a row. Uh, she's been fighting since the early days, so she's definitely mm-hmm. a pioneer. And everyone told her to quit, and she didn't quit because she's fucking awesome. Um, yep. And uh, so, uh, and now she's fighting for the belt, so, which shows you that if, with perseverance and a positive attitude, you really can accomplish great things. Oh yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, that's what I've got. Cool. Uh, well, <laughs> well, as always, if you need to get a hold of me, I'm on the Twitters. I'm Passive J. Just look me up on the Twitters. Or you can find us on our Facebook page, which is Barely Adequate uh, with Chris and Jay. Just type that into the Facebooks, and that dude that created Facebooks will direct you to us. Yep. And you can catch me over on Twitter at underscore Duckman underscore. Um, we do have a Twitter page for our show, too, but <laughs> we I honestly can't remember the login for it now. Ah! <laughs> uh but yes, uh, like Jay said, our Facebook page, uh, and, uh, please check out, uh, as I mentioned earlier, my blog, make it through the middle over on blogger.com. I try to get a post out every week. So, um, with that, uh, I've been Chris. I've been Jay. And remember folks, uh, till next time, may your week be blessed and your body mass be less. Fuck, Ryan Seacrest can't even think of a new way to say that he's out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.